0: Yeah,
1: Ooh, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Um, it has been a long time since he, I've said those words.
0: It really has. It really has.
1: But it feels good to hear them come out of my mouth. feels good to, to be back on the pod. feels good to have Connor back joining us.
0: Welcome back, Connor.
2: back. And it's good that the Premier League's only a week away.
0: Yeah, Crazy how that happens. Flies by.
2: So...
1: Today's going to be a bit of uh, a catch-up on what we've been owing people this whole time, which is a bit of an Arsenal-focused transfer window podcast. Mm-hmm. Since Connor's joining us, we're going to be doing some comparisons to some Liverpool players. I'll be wheeling through the questions. You'll see how it goes. It's going to be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, I guess, I guess let's let's start with a couple of the less obvious questions. Mm. I'm actually kind of curious. Um, and this one is actually maybe something that Connor will have an opinion on now that uh, this player is also an American, uh, not international. What is going on with Fuller and Balogun, and do you think the club will slash should sell him this summer?
0: Um, ooh, that is a loaded question. Um, what is going on with him is he, I think, might have picked up a knock, but he... Um... Hasn't had the greatest preseason. Um, it seems as though he is not going to stay at Arsenal. I think everything's trending that way, especially given how the preseason went. How Enketia is doing. Um, I think a move is on the cards for him. I'm not sure where. I, I know they want 50 million for him, um, and you know he's they they've gotten some offers for a little bit less than that, and they're staying pat on that. And I I'm happy about that. I'm happy they're they're being very stubborn on that. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen with him, but I do not see him staying. Now, if this Jesus injury seems to be more serious, then maybe he stays until until uh, January. But I don't think he's going to be here long-term because he really seems like he wants you know, first-team playing time, which he's not going to get consistently at Arsenal, um, at least for the time being. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think Arteta rates Nketiah more.
1: That much is definitely clear. Arteta definitely rates Nketiah more. I do think Arteta said Jesus, it could only be a few weeks. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a possibility that we see Arsenal delay and sell Balogun on deadline day or something like that. Possible. Just to try and get the first few weeks out of him for utility. Although you're right, he he wasn't amazing in preseason, although we've seen enough for them to know that that probably doesn't matter all that much. Um, That being said, Nketiah was more than able deputy last year. We have cover now with people who can play the number nine, even if I would really kind of cringe at seeing Kai Havertz uh, in the number nine position for Arsenal. I think there's probably... It would be a
2: lovely sight to behold.
1: So realistically, even with Jesus injured, though, I think there's three players ahead of him in the depth chart on that position. Because you've got Nketiah, you've got Landro Trossard, and right now you have Faller and Balogun as
0: well. And Martinelli.
1: And Gabriel Martinelli is capable of playing number nine position as well, though we haven't seen him do it in an Arsenal shirt, really.
0: I mean, he did He did in his first year a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's true. What, I have a feeling he starts opening up.
1: People games. are sleeping on the Bakayo Saka false nine, or the Martin <laughs> Odegaard false nine.
0: <laughs> I think there's a lot of players that can fit that role over him. I do. Probably yeah. Nelson there.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, regardless, Connor, how do you feel about Balogun's future from a more – from a perspective where you don't really care what happens to Arsenal and more just about the player himself.
2: Yeah, sell him for 30 million, give him a new team and hopefully he can grow as a player. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's, that's the American
1: perspective. I mean, I honestly feel the same way. I don't know that Arsenal are going to get 50 million for him. I think 35 to 40 is pretty reasonable. In all reality, I think 50 million is one of those figures that clubs set that, you know, might end up messing him up a little bit. You you can insert a buyback clause and then lower the, the like thirty five, and then you know send him off to Germany or Spain or somewhere like that, and then if you know if he lights it up again, then you bring him back and sell and catch it to Crystal Palace because they're going to be in for him again because they're in for him every summer, but I I don't know it. it it feels very, very difficult right now. And I think you're seeing this with all Arsenal fans feeling this way. It feels very difficult to accept the idea of of losing Fuller and Balogun permanently as an Arsenal player right now.
0: Yeah, I I think it's the best for him though. I think, I I honestly have a feeling that he he would struggle in the Premier League next season um, Mm -hmm. with higher expectations after such a good, season on loan in France, but we've seen so many players do really well in France for a year and then not really live up to it afterwards. I think he really needs a a new challenge. He struggled in the championship uh, a year ago before last season. Um, So I I think he needs a new, a new club.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think even from an Arsenal fans perspective to a degree, you have to kind of respect and appreciate this is a player we've grown. This is a player who just doesn't have space in the squad. And the fact that he wants to leave is more than reasonable. Mm
0: -hmm. Same with um, Boston sure. by the way. Great great to see another American probably starting in the Premier League.
1: Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff. Um, so let's, let's tidy up the Americans because I think that there's one to two more question marks in the U.S. men's national team roster in the transfer market. One sort of sad story that I really don't want to dwell on um, is that Barcelona are looking to be terminating Sergio Dest's contract, so he will become a free agent. Um, which doesn't say great things about his transfer stock, but it does indicate that he will likely find work somewhere. Um, It's not, but it is a bit of a sad note for him.
0: I didn't even realize that was happening, but I think that was, that's a long time. It was a long time coming from Barcelona because he was not working out there. Unfortunately Um, he just doesn't fit what they, what they need from him. And, he needs a new club really badly. I am I was surprised he wasn't one of the first to make a move this summer. But, um, yeah, that's tough to say.
1: Not great. Uh, but on to some, some cheerier notes. You should try to go to, like, Ajax. Ajax would be a decent that fit. There. Ajax would be a great fit for him. I mean, yeah. they, they need players. Just, you know, people who can kick a ball. I mean, he was –
0: yeah, I mean that's where they they built his career, and he was fantastic at that point. He was high in confidence, and it translated um, until he lost minutes at Barcelona, barely got any minutes at AC Milan, and here we are.
1: Yeah, absolutely, it's tough to watch uh, a player who who is looking at, in a bit of a better spot overall, although despite the fact that he is still recovering from an injury, Tyler Adams uh, still hasn't made a move unlike his lead united teammate, Brendan Aronson, who's himself alone to Germany for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler, there, it, there haven't really been many hot rumors about him yet, it, but it seems to be everybody keeps saying he's going to make a move. He's going to make a move, I, but I'm not really seeing much. And it seems like it's kind of late in the window.
0: Um, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 have seen some rumors that he might stay as well. I, I hope he doesn't, um, but there are clubs that could, that could definitely use him. Um there's a particular club the only premier league club that hasn't made a signing yet that just so happened to have lost a, a you know the, their star their captain who happens to be the same position in declan rice I have um, west ham could certainly use one. him.
1: it's a very it's a very obvious buy for west ham mm-hmm.
0: but
1: yeah. you know we'll see if that really happens yeah. um i don't know that i've ever has west ham ever had an american player
0: i have no idea yeah no idea Lord only knows.
1: But regardless, um, the one final question mark to tie up, um, we've seen a man go into Juventus and start really well. Tim Weah yep. scored a goal, playing great. Uh, and a man who has been performing well for Juventus in preseason, but for all intents and purposes is still headed out the door. Weston McKenney, where do we think he lands?
0: Is Dortmund still on the cards?
1: I, I At this point, I hope so. Yeah, that would be a solid spot for him.
0: Right, I don't know honestly. I, I know he's he's started to get back in favor with Juve. I don't know if that means he's going to stay. They're also out of uh, European competition um in indefinitely or for now. I'm not exactly sure, but um, yeah, he's he, it's kind of a stalemate. Everything going on.
1: It's a very strange situation, as is the case with most players at Juventus right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But I really do hope he can get it resolved and and get himself that move to Dortmund that we've been discussing. Because while I do think that Jude Bellingham's replacement would be a pretty large, you know, pair of boots to fill. Yep. I mean that that's that's a system that would work for him,
0: and that's a play yep.
1: style that he can do. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not sitting here pretending that he's as good as Jude Bellingham or that he ever will be, because that'd he's be better. a ridiculous thing to say. Um, I love that you said that, Connor. I'm really proud of you for for coming out with that statement. Um, this is the kind of podcast where you get takes like Weston McKinney is better than Jude Bellingham. Um, but regardless, yeah, I, I mean yeah, I do we'll draw think in the World Cup. The two of them play a very similar style. And on that day, Weston McKinney outclassed both Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice. Yeah. Um, so who, you know, they've been worth two hundred million between the two of them. So I don't know. It was and again, it's a one off game, but it says something. He'll find somewhere where he can be successful. We all know he has the quality there. Everyone's seen it.
2: Right.
0: All right. Absolutely.
2: Just so knows, I don't actually think Weston McKinney is better.
0: He's the Jim. British McKinney.
2: He, yeah. Dude, he's just a Belling-
0: shit. Bellingham is the British McKinney. Not the other just
1: way around. Saka is just a shit. Tim Weah, while yep. England are playing. Uh, the greatest
0: chant we ever made.
1: That was amazing. Um,
0: Still love you, Bukayo.
1: <laughs> our star boy, but we'll not as good as Tim Wyatt. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Let's let's shift our focus a little bit. And we, we touched on a, an American Arsenal player at the beginning of this of this pod. Uh, let's let's dig a, our teeth a little bit more into the Arsenal situation here. We've had a few incoming signings, um, not that many sales. Uh, the club seems to have parted ways with a few players in the Ainsley Maitland Niles. Variety of, of things. I guess Granit Xhaka being sold is probably the biggest outgoing uh, that we'll see this summer, uh, unless Ramsdale sees this Raya transfer and, and forces a move. Um, so let's 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 start there. This is the this is the big one that's being rumored right now, and yet to be announced by the club. But for all intents and purposes, it does seem to be happening. David Raya is going to be an Arsenal goalkeeper pretty soon.
0: It's kind of crazy. It, it um,
1: really blows my mind.
0: Yeah. These things are, have been coming out of nowhere. It, it's very similar, eerily similar to when Ramsdale signed a few years ago. We, we thought Leno was the number one, and, and we're like, yeah, okay, he's struggled a little bit, but he's still a solidified number one. And then Ramsdale comes in, we're all, you know, we're all calling him a bad keeper and, and saying it's a terrible signing. Like, why are we spending 32 million on a backup? Um, but it really shows Arteta's philosophy that no position is safe. Um, I still think Ramsdale's going to keep the starting spot. I think he's better than Raya. Um, but, and he's had a little bit of a bad stretch. And I think that's about just getting very comfortable in his position. And I love Matt Turner, but he's never going to actually compete for that number one spot. Um, and Arteta's you know approach is that everybody, um, that, that nobody's safe, that every position has competition. And that's honestly unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this, to be honest with you.
1: Me neither. It's quite remarkable. It really is. The one thing that worries me about that approach is that without some form of set eleven, it's difficult to establish team chemistry.
0: I don't think I, so. I, mean,
1: I guess if all players are training to play in a system and they're professionals, they know what they're doing. It can't be that yeah. big a deal. But at the end of the day,
2: that's the that's the
1: one factor that makes me slightly nervous. On the other I mean, hand,
2: depending on the manager, they can make it work. Pep right. made it work. Mikel Arteta is a student of Pep Guardiola, so he's going to try to do the same thing. Mikel Arteta is the closest thing we've seen to Pep Guardiola, so I mean, that's a tactic he's seen working he's going to try to replicate it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep,
2: going to be interesting. It's it's just all about managing personalities too. Like they're not, they would never bring a player like Mbappe into a club because he's never unquestionably not a number one. Mm Yeah, and that's that's a good point.
0: That yeah. I mean, there are certain players in, in the squad that are most definitely going to start. The, the only difference is that, you know, guys like Odegaard, guys like Saka, they're, they're definitely going to start, but they're still going to have some competition for, you know, weekly, stay, staying in the lineup weekly. They're going to play most games, but um, it's also about just keeping their legs fresh and, um, you know, being able to have replacements when need be if they're struggling.
1: Particularly, I think, Odegaard coming into this season. Now that we've seen Kai Haberts be bought, brought into the club, uh, we're seeing Emile Smith-Rowe return for, from injury and look really pretty strong in preseason as well. Um, there's going to be competition in those kind of like mm-hmm. dueling eight spots yeah. in front of Thomas Partey slash Declan Rice for the season.
0: And I think, I think Declan Rice and Partey are probably going to start together. You think? I think that's what they were trying against Monaco. And Rice looked good. And he and he, he was going forward. He looked like he was playing that Jacker role. So I have a feeling that Arteta's is at least trying that eight role. But again, no position, no players solidified. So who knows? I mean, we could see Rice go back to the six, Partey not start, and Havertz start at the eight, or, or Smith-Rowe. There's so many different things. And this is the thing, I think, just with, with Arteta. I, I think Arteta's revolutionizing football. I've said this privately. I said this to you, Pat. I've said this privately to many people. I think he's doing something. Not just in terms of you know having a goalkeeper backup that can compete for the number one spot. I think with everything he's doing, it's unprecedented, and he's changing the game. He's doing something that I have never seen in football, in terms of not just having depth, but having an entire squad full of players who can interchange, who can play five different positions, who can uh, who can fit any role, any system. This is something that I have never seen. It's the next man up mentality. Um, and I, I Arsenal's depth, I think, is the best in the world. I, I think right now they have the best depth in the world in terms of the amount of players that can play every single position. I don't think there's another. I don't think there's anybody else. Any other, the, first time
1: as an Arsenal fan that I've ever heard someone say that seriously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time. I don't, I don't know if Arsenal's ever had the most depth in the world. I mean, yeah, the Invincibles were a lot better than this team, but you know, how much depth do they have? Their starting eleven was by far the best in the world, but in terms of depth, I don't think any team competes with this right now, even City.
2: Uh, I mean, I oh, suppose City's City. kind of light on depth charts, right? Yeah,
0: they, they lost their players.
2: players. They do have the strongest eleven in the world.
0: Of course, but... of course. And they have, like, world-class backups. That's the difference, but... In terms of actual player for player, they don't have that many players that can play right wing. They don't have that many players that can play center mid. Now the Gundogan's gone. He was replaced by Kovacic. I mean, realistically, it's you know it's very different. I think Arteta is just doing something that is has never been seen before.
2: I think they're really gonna regret losing Gundogan. Yeah, I, a phenomenal player. I agree. I think Gundogan and Cancelo are gonna be the two that you
1: look at it and you're like, dang. They missed out on some real talent in those situations.
2: I mean, as of now, Cancelo's still... Yeah, but he won't play. be. I really doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess he
1: could stay, but it just seems so unlikely in my mm-hmm. brain. Like, he got shipped out on loan mid-season when they were in the middle of a title fight, mm-hmm. and he was a consistent starter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, was weird. His, City doesn't really have many fullbacks at all right now. They have several center backs I, who can play fullback.
0: You know who I think is gonna break out for them this season? Rico Lewis. Rico I think he's really good. Shout. Really good youngster. Um I think he's gonna probably get some minutes. That's what Pep wants to do, I feel like.
1: Rico Lewis is a good shot. He's looked good in yeah. the minutes that he's gotten so far. They mm-hmm. haven't been numerous but they have been mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um okay so We've kind of touched a little bit on a few different signings. We started with David Raya. We we dug through Declan Rice and Kai Havertz a little bit. Yuran um, Timber is a name that hasn't been brought up yet.
0: He's he is the epitome of what Arteta is doing right now. The epitome of it. In in terms of we you know Arsenal created this this new system with Zinchenko last year, moving into the midfield and then having a more defensive minded right back. Well, now Timber does the opposite. He, he, he is in that Zinchenko role where he can play. I mean, he can play right back, he can play center back, he can play in the midfield. And he goes into that midfield when they're on the attack just like Zinchenko did. And that offers the ability to play with somebody else other than Zinchenko at left back, which is crucial because I think Zinchenko playing left back uh, lost Arsenal the Liverpool match and then probably led to Arsenal's collapse. And I think you know if there's if there's another player playing there if there's a Tierney or a Tomiyasu, then you know it, they they get out of it. And um, John, I think Timbers I, fantastic.
1: Not not to interrupt you, I just yeah. one quick correction: we didn't lose the Liverpool match.
0: I meant lost the lead, lost the okay. win. Yeah,
1: basically. Well, yeah we fumble. did do that. We it did was basically lost. We did we did fumble. Yeah, we
0: right. Yeah, but that's the point. I think Timbers look fantastic and in. in uh, in preseason i think he's been flawless one of the best players and i think he's going to be a fantastic signing
1: yeah i feel the same way very excited about him as a player um i'd love to talk about like transfer speculation around arsenal but i i just don't feel like we know about anything until it's almost done so right. there's not really much to say yep. uh, the thing i did want to discuss is and, and connor has been waiting very patiently for this part. <laughs> There's another team in the Prem that's been, been making some significant midfield signings. Yep. Uh, and Liverpool have made two pretty massive moves for what you would have to call pretty serious bargain prices for both players on their um, – I mean, maybe not on Sabas slide, but definitely yep. on McAllister. Pretty on serious Macalester. bargain price on on one player. And In general, I mean, the two of them added up, cost a, a deck price, maybe like a fifth on. It's not much.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I wish we made more signings by now. Uh, the fact that the lavia deal is dragging on and they've rejected two of our bids isn't a good sign. Um, but they are looking into other options. They need to make at least one more midfield signing. Like, need to make. They need to have a true six for the start of the season. They've been playing Trent in the sixth position in preseason, but. I don't really see a backup for him and right back that can start right now um, unless they wanted to put Joe Gomez there, which I wouldn't want to do. So I think they need to make a defensive signing and a final midfield signing. Mm. but I am really happy with the two that we have. yeah Go ahead, Jeff.
0: I think I don't know I feel I feel like this is a team talk about depth. I think this is a team that's lacking depth. I think Liverpool's going to bounce back this season, probably finish in the top 4, but yeah, you definitely need to sign either a 6, a true 6 or a um a, a top-tier right back. And it depends on what you're planning on doing with Trent alexander and Arnold. But if Joe Gomez is starting right back at the start of the season, that's a problem. And if Trent if Trent is the only 6, the only true 6 on the team, that's also a problem. I mean, I think Bajetic can do can do a bit.
2: I He's recovering from injury right now,
0: though. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Soba's Lai, I I I like both of the players. I I am a big fan of Lie and McAllister. I just don't know how they're going to integrate instantly into the team. I think McAllister will probably do do pretty well. I don't think he will, you know, break records or or do anything outstanding right away. Um, the attack is great, but I I think yeah, there's still a lot to do for Liverpool. And they should have gone in more for Jude Bellingham. They should have they should have brought the brains trap for that um i don't think so you don't think
1: like missing out on champions league football was a kind of a a pretty serious strike against that bid and the other thing it also takes away from your financial viability to make that bid because you're losing out on a massive amount of revenue the following season
0: i guess so but but fsg just doesn't invest like they could invest so much more and they could I, i mean the report was they were going to invest a ton of money and they and they they didn't even really go for it. And he was linked for years to them.
2: Yeah. I just, I mean, I don't think it was ever realistic as soon as Real Madrid was serious and full on, but like Mm -hmm. wasn't going to get into that battle.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: But I'm, I'm glad that, I mean, I would say I'm happy that they didn't go for it, but they aren't really fully investing the money that they saved on in not going for him
0: mm-hmm. between right.
2: tracked and the amount of money. Cause he, what, 150 million. We haven't even done mm-hmm. that in this transfer yeah. window yet. And we've made over 50 million back in uh, outgoing transfers. And we've also cut a yeah. significant part of our wage bill. So I don't know why they aren't going more aggressively in the transfer market.
0: So, who do you think they should spend the money on now? And do you think
1: they pile it up and go for Lavia, make a third bid. There? I mean, if a third bid gets rejected, that that's pretty much transfer over. But yeah, they've got to be sure that that they can figure out that that figure and, and send the number, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's—I don't know why they've waited this long for probably. The most if they knew that Fabinho was leaving, um I don't know why they've waited so long. The Henderson departure though, it was kind of unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really knew that was coming no. until decided- Well, I, I didn't know that Fabinho was leaving either. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they sales because they realized that they can't let the seven players walk without getting some money uh they just can't <laughs> let players c- contracts consistently wind down and never make anything in the transfer market so right yeah i mean they
1: had potential to capitalize more on the sale of sadio mané last summer 30 million it was they, that that could have been a bigger figure for sure um yeah. lord only knows
0: so um, are you good with the striker options right now then and who does play up front
2: who does play up front that is a fantastic question um i only know that there's one person starting in that lineup for sure and that is mo salah
0: yeah I feel like you
1: st- start nunez down the middle no i mean he he didn't have great first season but i mean you still gotta like that's your boy you guys that was your big signing last summer. you gotta back him and give him another chance
0: yeah
2: i mean
1: I don't know. It's interesting. Josh, like, Josh, did you just say bust?
0: No, I said sunk cost. <laughs> oh,
2: said also, also
0: could mean bust, but he's he's done well in preseason.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious to see how the minutes play out because we have three players that can play striker, um, but they all play it pretty differently. Gakpo can't, like he's dropping deeper. He's going to play it more like Firmino. Darwin Nunez is going to be more like a traditional number nine Mm -hmm. and Diogo Jota will also be a little bit more like that traditional number nine, who is surprisingly good in the air, especially against Arsenal. Um,
1: (laughs) But, (laughs) um, Hey man, we got four points off you guys last season.
2: But, (laughs) um, yeah. And then I don't know, like, Luis Diaz is another fantastic player, but they could also put Jota on the left, start Nunez. I I really don't know how they're going to line up outside of Moslava. It's going to be.
0: What is good is you do have, definitely have options up front. The question is, do you have a true number nine that will really bang the goals in? Maybe. And the other question is, do you have the depth defensively? Yeah. To hold that. Yeah, There's we were thing, we man. were
2: linked with Levi Colwell for a good, I don't know, few weeks, and then that just story just fizzled out. Um, I wish we signed him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, see, gotta be some defenders
1: left in the market. Some lads that can do something. Please,
0: defense. please go in for Guardiola and, and steal him away from City. Yeah. Oh, that would be sick. Please.
1: Dude, they're really dragging their feet on that deal, though, huh? I know, I
0: know.
1: It's been, it's been like, here we go. All right, has it been here we go? I mean, it's been like pretty much done for like a month yeah. now. Has anyone
0: yeah.
2: done his medical?
1: They haven't announced him. Usually the medical is done right before the announcement.
2: I read something
1: very recently about his medical. Maybe he has done his medical. All I know is they haven't announced him yet. And if they don't announce him by the first day, of season, it's not that the signing is not going to happen because that's what – um. Is it, he it play for Zagreb?
0: No, uh, Leipzig.
1: Leipzig. That's what Leipzig said. Leipzig said you either get him before the first day of the season, mm-hmm.
0: or we let's carry it out for another week.
1: Let's see what. Uh, come on, come on, come on, Red Bull. You know what I mean? <laughs> get, get free, ask for five more million.
0: Yep. Oh, man.
1: Well, we'll see. We will see. Um, a lot to think about. I'm curious to see though. Do um do you think – who do you think is the most transformative signing or the more transformative signing out of McAllister and Sabas Laya? Who do you think is going to be uh, – like? I mean, I know Josh has already said he thinks McAllister will start better, but where do you think – which player do you think has a bigger impact overall this season on the team?
2: Probably McAllister because he's been the biggest piece – that we've been missing in our midfield, I feel. Like, we lost Genie Vinaldom, and we're never truly being able able to replace him. And I feel like he's Genie Vinaldom, but a bit more creative Mm. and a bit more uh, effective in attacking football. Touch more athletic, no? I wouldn't say more athletic than Vinaldom. no.
0: No, he can run
2: a little bit. He can definitely run, but I, I... I think when we're looking all around Athletic, I'm I'm picking one out of him all day. Fair enough. Um, But yeah, I think he's a huge, huge piece for the midfield. I think, yeah, he's a guaranteed starter. Yeah. As often as he can play, he should be on the field. I would agree with that statement. I would agree with that statement. I would hope
1: for your sake that Klopp does too, but not against Arsenal. Um, Yep. I think of what is, Josh, same question to you, but about Arsenal. Who do you think makes the biggest splash?
0: In terms of signings? Yes. Well, it depends how much Timber plays. If he if he starts consistently, I'm going to say him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also depends on whether Rice plays alongside Party or on his own. Um, that's tough. Uh I would say Declan Rice, given all circumstances.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, I think
0: Timber's going to prove the best for his money.
1: I think it's going to be Raya. I think he's going to start.
0: I don't think so. Yeah, pff,
1: bro, he was statistically far better than Ramsdale this past season.
0: Statistically, with keepers, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Statistically, Kepa was one of the best keepers in the league this year, and I think he's awful. Raya's good, but, no. like – he he's, he struggled a lot in the championship, and then he's done really well since then. And again, so did Ramsdale. Um, and his you know his story you know it, cha- it changed it once he, he came to Arsenal. But um, I think Ramsdale's been the number one, and, and this is to really push him. And I think they'll probably start alternating a bit. But um, I think I think Ramsdale's going to keep it, and I think he has so much ahead of him. Did you see by the way his Players Tribune thing that was just released?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. What a crazy story.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: Um, sad stuff for sure, yeah, but we'll see. But um, I think you're wrong. You know, I mean, Raya had, had a fantastic season last season. Yes, he struggled in the championship. Goalkeeper struggled in the championship. It is what it is. Players in general struggle in the championship. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's got a lot of quality. He played well for Spain, a disappointing Spain at the World Cup. Uh, and he's just like – probably a bit more comfortable with the ball at his feet, and that is really what we need. And he was a far better shot stopper this season.
0: Yep. Um I guess you could say that I, I think it's I think they're very similar in close keepers, but I think Ramsdale has higher a higher ceiling. He's younger and I think he's going to um he, he's all already really in favor and um I think his just his relationship with the club is so great he's gonna Mostly maintain that one spot.
1: I do think that
0: he will start
1: week one. I don't know how many after that.
0: Fair enough. We'll have to see.
1: We will indeed. Only time
0: we're an idiot.
1: This recording uh, in September and and seeing who was right. Yep. All right, mate. We'll Thank do. you for calling in. It was good to talk Thank to you, Josh. Course. Thanks as always for joining us.
0: Great talking to you too. Good
1: to be here. Have a good night, folks.
0: Good night, guys.